Hi, and welcome to the Hand in Hand show where caregivers and survivors have honest discussions about stroke. We are a part of Stroke Focus Podcasts. This is Cam, your host. And Kenny Carbolito. Hello, everyone. I'm Nancy Weckworth. I'm the co-host of the Hand in Hand show. So we're here today with Rosanna Redding, a stroke survivor and founder and owner of One Hand Can, a company specializing in producing kitchenware and utensils for people with one hand. Welcome, Rosanna. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. We're happy to have you. I'm really interested as a stroke survivor about your kitchenware and utensils and about you and how you came to this. Well, I came to it in a, in a very honest way. The first day I was left at home alone after my stroke, which I had 22 years ago, I went in the kitchen to make myself something to eat and I couldn't. I couldn't make a sandwich. I couldn't open a can of tuna or a can of soup. And I was just devastated because I've always loved to cook, especially for friends and family. So after shaking myself out of it, I decided that I was going to teach myself how to cook with one hand. And that's what I did. So I started by um, going through a catalog my occupational therapist had given me and getting some equipment that I found there. I was kind of like a kid in a candy store at that point. And um, some of the things worked really well and some of them didn't. So I just started looking for things on my own and adapting things that a two-handed person might use, but I could adapt them to use with one hand. So that's how it got started. And I decided that I wanted to start showing other people how to do what I was doing because I felt like it was really an amazing rehab activity. And what I was able to do in the kitchen kind of translated into the rest of my life because it gave me a lot more confidence and a lot more self-assurance about my independence, which at that point early on, I felt that I would never have again. So I got into cooking and every therapist that I worked with, I told them what I was doing and told them I'd like to share it with other clients that they had. And finally, somebody bit the bait. I did my first demonstration for a stroke support group and I've been doing it ever since. So that's about three years now. Did you have OT after your stroke? I did, um, but I only had a few sessions. Um, I, when I was ex- excused from the hospital, when I was released, uh, they gave me a rating of very independent and almost fully functional. So I was given a very limited a number of um, OT appointments. So they didn't tell, help you with anything with this cooking stuff in advance? No. Other than giving me the catalog, and when I was in the rehab hospital, I went through the usual rehab hospital kitchen lessons of how to stand while I was cooking and how to hold on to things. But other than that, it was very limited. This was quite a long time ago, 22 years ago. They didn't know what they know now in relation to strokes. So I think in a lot of ways back then, they thought, oh, you're on your own. You're not going to really do much, so we're not going to worry about it. Uh, but I kind of learned on my own that that's not the way it goes. I have to agree that things have changed drastically in the last 22, 26 years, and I truly know that it's for the better. Absolutely. What's next, Cam? 
Well, I just wanted to say I totally agree with both of you, even though my stroke was only five years ago in working with uh, stroke survivors of, of many years to a few years, things have really changed a lot in, in the um, medical field as far as we can do more. And for the most part, I think a lot of people get more um, in-depth occupational and physical therapy, speech therapy at this time. But yeah, it, I think it used to have that stigma that uh, go home, it's done, it's over with, and you know, you're on your own. Yeah, I was told um, six, well, actually, it was about three months after my stroke, I went to see a neurologist. And he looked at me and he said, well, you're not going to get anything else back. So, you know, just get used to it. And at that point, I couldn't use my left hand and arm at all. I couldn't even hold my arm on a table. And um, I was still walking very badly with an AFO. And I went home and I told my partner this and we both cried. And then I just decided that was hooey. And I kept doing what I needed to do trying things, moving as much as I could, and I kept getting better. And I think as long as one keeps going, one gets things back. You know, it slows down over time, but um, you still get little bits at a time back. And Absolutely. even now, I, I find that, that there are very, very small improvements. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I know that I hear the therapists sometimes telling people, oh, you'll make, you know, a lot of progress in the first three months, some progress in the next six to, you know, six months to a year, and you will make a little bit of progress in two years. Well, that's not true. If you keep working, it keeps happening. You may Absolutely. not see it. Yeah, you may not see it, but it's all a good thing. So tell me a little bit about your stroke. You said you had it 22 years ago. I do. I did. Uh, January 1st, 1995, um, about two minutes after midnight. It was a heck of a New Year's, I'll tell you. <laughs> and I'll never forget it. I came out of nowhere. I had a TIA the morning before, and they sent me home from the hospital. And then at midnight, I had the full-blown stroke. And I was in three different hospitals for 21 days after that point. And then I was sent home. I had a, a collapsed vessel in my brain, so um, okay. I, I did not have a bleed, but it affected my left side, which I have only been able to use minimally since that time. What did you end up doing other than your cooking and working in the kitchen for your additional rehabilitation that you'd have to do by yourself? Well, I just... I just tried to make my life as normal as I can, as I could. So I had to get used to my new normal. So I was a, I was, I am an artist. I have a couple of degrees in art and I didn't want to give up my art either. So I figured out ways that I could continue to paint. And um, I've also made jewelry. I continued to make jewelry, which is really a, a feat in and of itself. And also I make clocks. So anything I wanted to do, I figured I could do. It just would take me longer, and it would take me time to figure out how to do the things I wanted to do. And that's kind of a philosophy I live by now, and I show and tell other people to do it the same way. If you want to do something, 
You just have to take the time to learn how to do it. And I don't think anything's impossible. Right. I learned a long time ago, I had a, he was not a stroke survivor, but he was paralyzed on one side and he was a dentist and um, he went back to being a dentist one-handed. But he told us at the time, a group of us, take the word can't out of your vocabulary because if you work hard enough and long enough he said it won't happen maybe tomorrow or next week or next month but you know maybe in a year or two years or whatever just keep going until you can do it again right and my mom always used to tell me nothing's impossible it'll just take you longer and and that's kind of the way I live that's a great mom yeah (laughs) so when did your company One Hand Can start? When did you actually start? Well, I actually started the business um, with um, founding my website, onehandcan.com. And um, that was about three years ago now. And I started doing the demonstrations of one-handed cooking uh, a little bit before that, but not much. And then I started selling my one-handed cutting board, which is the can-do cutting board, um, shortly after that because I had to find a manufacturer. And so in vague terms, I would say about three years ago, everything sort of got underway. Hey, I want to introduce you to Kenny. He's joined us. He's our other co-host that uh, works with us all. Hey, Kenny. Hey, how you doing? Hi, guys. Hi, Kenny. How are you? <laughs> good. That's good. Where are you from? I'm from California, uh, Northern California, uh, northeast of Sacramento. Oh, I'm in the Napa Valley area. Ah, you're not that far away. Yeah, my daughter lives in Sacramento. Rosanna? Uh-huh? Where do you do your videos or whatever? Is that a YouTube? Um, I have videos on my website. Uh, I have a video gallery, and they're all there together. And then I do have some on um, YouTube, and I have some on Vimeo. So okay. they can be seen in all those places. On the website, you can just see all of them, all of them in the same place. Okay. And I also have a uh, Facebook page that has just a couple of them, and that's um, One Hand Can Do Cutting Board is the Facebook page. Oh, okay. And then your website, that's, I think I have www. all spelled out then. It's onehandcan.com. That's right. How many, about how many products do you have right now? Do you right know? now I have um, my one-handed cutting board and I also have um, three other one-handed tools that I didn't invent, but they're very useful in the kitchen. So those can be purchased individually or as a bundle. And um, as time goes by, I may be adding more products. And my uh, feeling on those is if I have a product and it doesn't work, it'll never go up on my website. Because I've run into a lot of products that were supposedly designed for one-handed use, and they just don't work. Well, I just wanted to suggest to her a book that I read recently. It's called I Am My Brother's Keeper, A Caregiver's Story by Wender McEwen Kroger. And this woman is a HR person, 
and her brother was an artist, a well-known artist in Southern Oregon. And he, and he had a stroke and she took care of him. And the book is very interesting talking about what they had to do with his art business after the stroke. I thought you might enjoy it. Yeah, it might be interesting. Was there any one defining moment that made you decide to set up One Hand Can? The one defining moment was when probably the 900 person said, you should manufacture that cutting board and sell it. So I figured okay. if I was going to sell it, I'd have to have a place to sell it. So uh, One Hand Can was born. You're on stroke focus. Would you like to set up maybe a cooking club group? Yeah, sure. I'm happy to do that. Oh, go I for have it. I a lot of fun cooking, and um, I love sharing that with other people. And there's, you know, lots and lots of tools and lots and lots of tricks that, that yeah. one can do and use. You could make some wonderful videos for us, too. <laughs> you know, no, why one, not? That's one of my hobbies is um, I'm a great cook. I cook everything. I do all the cooking in the household. I've always have since I've been on my own. Um, when I first got married, I was the only one cooking. I always spoil these women. <laughs> and then I, but I get it at the end because they love my cooking. Then when they gain weight, they blame me. <laughs> and it always works like that. They go, oh, I love your cooking. Then when they gain some weight, they're like, you know, you got to quit cooking so much. Just quit cooking for a party. I go, we are the party. Party of two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you guys, um, I got a couple of recipes I'll share with you later down. Um, and they're great chicken recipes. Um, have you guys tried chicken adobo before? No. Oh my gosh. It's the easiest thing to make, but it's the best thing. It's like a teriyaki chicken almost. Wow. Mm. It, it's a great um, dish um, from the island of Guam, and it's really good. I was reading a blog yesterday on um, simple cooking meals for caregivers. Things that are easy to quit quickly for caregivers who are yeah. overtired. That'd be a good idea, too, is to get into um, – we can set you up with that gal, too. Yeah. That, I, I mean, I love – this recipe so easy. It's just soy sauce, um, garlic, vinegar. It's just so easy. Let it simmer, and the chicken just melts in your mouth. It's so good. So, Rosanna, I kind of already know myself the answer to this, but how's your product different from others? Well, it's basically designed so that it has three spikes in it instead of two, like a lot of them, a lot of other boards out there have, because the three stainless steel spikes are a lot more stable than two. It also has removable um, right angle walls so that it can be used right or left handed. And, but the kicker is, and this is my own design, I have a strapping system that's very simple but it allows one to strap down ingredients that one might not be able to hold, like a bunch of herbs or uh, green onions or green beans, uh, you know, all sorts of things. You just stretch over these silicone straps and everything stays in place. You're so creative and clever. I'm so glad you're here with us and sharing <laughs> all these secrets. Well, it's, that's the fun in my life is being creative. All right. That's good. So um, to be able to get to your products or your videos, they, people can go to the www.onehandcan.com. That's right. Or they can go directly to my shopping site if they don't want to see the other site. 
And that's uh, One Hand Can Shop, S H O P dot com. And that's my online store. Okay. But, and then, but they and can then, get to it through the One Hand Can dot com. Okay. And then um, you do have a Facebook page also. I do. And okay. that's uh, One Hand Can Do Cutting Board. And I'm not real good at Facebook. So, um, People have to excuse me. I never really got into it, but everybody said I needed a page. So I did it, and now I kind of just let it go. I'm waiting for the joke of the day about um, one-hand cooking, man. <laughs> okay, I, I did come up with something. I, I, you know what? You're funny because I was thinking that is that she came out with the one-hand cutting board. I was going to come out with the one-hand knife. It's a glove. It's a glove with knives on it. It's called the Freddy Krueger Slice-O-Matic. Slice everything at once. <laughs> just a glove with knives on it, and you just slice everything. I'm, I'm always Sounds a bit dangerous, but like a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking the one hand knife. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> so, um, Rosanna, is there anything else that you'd like to let us know or that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, I, I just want people to know that. Um, Cooking is, is really important, one, for um, gaining one's independence back. Yeah. Because if one can't make oneself a, a simple meal, one can't be truly independent. And I think that is amazingly important. The other thing about cooking, as I said earlier, is that it's a great rehab activity that you can have fun with, and you can carry over what you learn in the kitchen to other parts of your life. So it's not just a matter of, you know, getting in the kitchen and making a meal. It's getting in the kitchen and improving your life. And, you know, it's very um, therapeutic because actually that's what I started with after my injury. Um, I had to cook, so I went back to cooking. And um, it was hard at first, you know, one hand. But um, it was therapeutic, and I did it. The kitchen is – that's my area. That's what I love is – that's my – place in the house is the kitchen but it's just very therapeutic and you're right it, it's it's good for the soul yeah. absolutely absolutely from here too i i do want to say that um you know art therapy music therapy and i think cooking falls in there too therapy yeah. is is great uh rehab and it's 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 therapeutic it's just like the others but that's all the time we have for today. So, Rosanna, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I want to encourage everyone to go to her website at www.onehandcan.com. And uh, we look forward to maybe having her uh, uh, start a group in Wohala. And maybe she'll share some recipes or some uh, fun stuff for us. Uh, yep. But thank you, Rosanna. Thank you, thank Nancy. You. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Good to see you all. Okay, all see right, you. Take care. Bye-bye. Right, take bye. care. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Hand in Hand Show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to keep the discussion going, please join Stroke Focus social media website dedicated to stroke survivors and caregivers. Stroke Focus is S-T-R-O-K-E-F-O-C-U-S. Stroke Focus is a part of Wohala, 
which in Mandarin means I have survived. If you wish to be a part of the show or would like to be interviewed as part of the show, please contact us at contact at strokefocus.net.